The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, along with my co-host, Keith Compagna. We've got a fantastic guest this week. I don't know about you, Keith, but I'm humbled and honored that Dr. Richard Permental will be joining us in just a few minutes. So what's going on, Keith? Yeah, I met Dr. Permental down at the uh, Talent Board event that took place in, I guess, late October. Uh, his speech was just riveting, captivating. He brought me in. He put every emotion I could possibly have in, in my brain and through my body. He had my hair standing on my arms and, and, and my eyes watering by the end of it. Um, simply thrilled. And I think his message goes beyond his delivery in terms of what it is that we could be doing for the veterans in our, in our country. Um, other than that, a whole bunch of projects going on here at Jobvite. It's year-end, so a lot of people are trying to figure out how they could get their processes in place so they could start taking on the talent marketplace. Uh, I don't know about you, Ira, but it seems to me as though the, the, the pressure to, to grow the company, to do it in a smart way, and to find good people to do that is, is kind of building on, on people. What are you seeing out there? Well, that's a good segue. I'm going to bring it back to you a little bit. Um, I know I, I got an email just, uh, it might have been right after the show last week. Uh, Jobvite's new 2018 Recruiter Nation survey came out. And, uh, you, you, you know, I, every year I download it and I, I, I go through it. And there's always got some great stats in there. Uh, this year didn't disappoint, uh, disappoint. I don't know if you've had a chance to kind of look at it yet, but I pulled out a, a few highlights. Um, one was, uh, well, just kind of in the background, uh, this came out, uh, this is just a, uh, kind of an announcement that came out this week from the Federal Reserve Bank of, uh, San Francisco. And they announced that the labor market is now at near or full potential. That's on top of being at full employment. Full employment uh, means that there's some room to wiggle a little bit. When, when, when you're, t- when you have the Federal Reserve Bank coming out and say the labor market's at at near or full potential. Um, that's a um, pretty daunting task. Uh, so, you know, I think you already mentioned that you're doing a lot of preparation. Job Bites done doing a lot of preparation for what this means for 2019. Uh, what, you know, you're out there. What, what are you hearing? Well, the reality is, is that the market, the talent marketplace is, is void right now. The entire game plan that companies are recognizing some of them are doing it quicker than others is that there are no passive there are no um active candidates every single position that people or i guess you could say that the the majority of the positions that people want to fill are are already work people are working in them this zero percent unemployment is going to stick around for a long while until the economy catches up with it right and then it'll slow things down some companies might have uh might wind up 
having to let go of people. Some companies are going to scoop them up. And right now, we're slammed with companies trying to put the pieces in place for 2019 because the echo that was down the hallway, maybe 12, 18 months ago, is now knocking on the door. And no company is 100% comfortable with where they are with their growth forecasts and how their human capital and how their personnel line up to that forecast. Yeah. Crazy times. And, and within the report, let, let's you know talk a little bit about what, what happened in 2018 and what the headshot was. And there was, there was a couple trends that were pretty interesting. You know, One is this wouldn't surprise you. 74% of recruiters believe hiring will be more competitive next year. Um, I'm, I'm surprised it's probably not higher. But when we look at, um, you know, I still, I still had somebody ask me the other day, in fact, in an interview the other day, what did I think... Uh, social media, the role of social media was in recruitment. And in the in that the Recruiter Nation survey, they talked 47% of recruiters believe social media is now crucial, crucial for, for hiring. And, and yet you still have companies that say, well, you know, occasionally we use LinkedIn. We don't think anybody uses Facebook and Twitter. I don't care what you think about it. I mean, there's still billions of people doing it and it, and it needs to be out there. So, so almost half, 21% believe that a company career site is crucial. Um, you know, that's huge. Uh, because so many people, do, you know, just think it's a, a page, a separate page on their website. And, uh, you know, where, where most people talk about advertising and sponsoring ads, only 12% of recruiters believe that's effective. I agree. I agree. And what we're seeing is this forced shift of mindset towards a proactive recruiting strategy versus reactive. Up until now, companies have essentially been resting on their laurels thinking that they can manage through these older systems, these older models, these job boards. But all of the dynamics have changed. And what, what Jobvite does with the report is we're asking the, the, the universe to tell us what they're seeing. We're producing the results of our clients, and then we're benchmarking everything comparatively. And what we see is that the evolution has arrived. Recruiting used to be we need to make all this paper go away so that we can have all of our systems in place so we can free up recruiters. As time has moved by, any more Almost 100% of the efforts need to be on the candidates. Focus on how candidates receive content. Are you aligning your employee brand in a similar way that you align your corporate brand or maybe your product brand? Because in today's competitive market, everything else falls on deaf ears. No, you're absolutely correct. And and what was striking, there's so many more things, and, and I'm sure over the next couple of weeks or maybe even later in the show, we'll come back to this. But on, on one of the final pages, it, it talked about diversity hiring is still not a priority in companies. And and that's just a great segue uh, to, to lead into our guests, because while diversity hiring we're not going to talk about diversity in, in the classical sense. We're not talking about black and white and, and ethnic groups and gender. Um, but we're talking about disabled and, and, and especially with so many veterans uh, coming back uh, from um, Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran. And, um, you know, still we, we've, we've got many people in the workplace from uh, from Vietnam yet. Um, it's it's crazy. So 
I, we're just, I'm, we're, you know, we're both humbled and and in honor just to have uh, our guest, Dr. Rich Pimentel. I just want to give you a little bit of a story with him, and then we're going to bring him right on. Uh, such an amazing man. Uh, beginning in the moment he came out of his mother's womb, I, I was just shocked at reading this. Um, he was pronounced dead. I mean, uh, not many other people can can say that the the, the first part of your life is you're pronounced dead. Uh, he was then diagnosed, and this is his. This is the words I pulled from his bio. So I know this isn't politically correct anymore, but he was re- diagnosed as retarded by a school guidance counselor. For for those of us who have been around for a while, we recognize that. Never spoke a word until he was six years old. Um, I'm looking at his wow. bio timeline, and he's defied all odds and exceeded everyone's expectations. But he's got a remarkable story, and I don't know many people th- that I've met that there's a document a documentary made about his life and for anyone who's interested you can go up to uh, music within um i think it was 2007 2008 you can get on amazon prime and a couple other areas uh but uh just so excited to have dr uh, pimental with us so uh rich are you there yes i am how you doing well, i'm doing great uh i know keith uh, met you a few weeks ago he came back raving it was one of our uh, is that we got to get this guy on for for a guest, and and I talked to you and Milt, and uh, so happy to have you. Um, you know your area, you're you're a disability rights advocate, a trainer, a speaker. Uh, you got such a fascinating history, so we, we want to jump right in. Um, you, you know, give us. You know, I, I I'm not sure I did justice to your life story, but uh, you know, tell us a little bit of who you are and where you came from, and. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into the music within later, but, uh, I've been, I've been watching some of your videos online and, and just incredible, but, uh, let's, you know, let's go for it, Rich. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was, uh, uh, I'm 70. I was, I was born in 1948 and I was, uh, uh, born and raised in Portland, Oregon. And I, uh, uh, was was raised primarily by my 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 grandmother. What when you talked about my 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 not my not speaking. It wasn't that I uh, I I couldn't speak. I was I was what they called uh, voluntarily uh, mute, hmm. and it, it it was because uh, my my poor mother had uh, uh, lost uh, uh, lots and lots of of, of children. Uh, at uh, at birth, and she basically believed I had died at birth, uh, and the doctor saying pronouncing me did didn't help any, and she couldn't deal with the fact that I really was alive and uh, put me in an orphanage, uh, and it took quite a while to get me out. Uh, you know, she wouldn't tell where I was, and when they finally found me, my grandmother got me, and uh, what I learned in the orphanage is that. Uh, uh, well, I was in one where it wasn't the children should be seen and not heard. Uh, I was in one where children should be neither seen nor heard. So I just decided to become invisible and quiet, and that was the best way to survive. And when I came home, I just decided to stay with that program and uh, didn't manage to, to talk to anyone on the outside, though I talked to Grandma, but not in public uh, uh, for actually quite a few years. Uh, which is why they put me in uh, what was special ed at that time, though I, I, I didn't have an intellectual disability. I was just, you know, stubborn. Uh, but that was a very important thing for me because when I was in that class, most everyone 
there uh, was uh, uh, had an intellectual disability or an emotional disability, some kind of thing that you put someone in special ed for. And they were my friends. And I got to see them up close and uh, saw how they were treated. And I just kind of hung back and observed everything. Uh, when you don't talk, they consider you to be invisible. So they'll say the darndest things around you. Uh, so you can, you can learn an awful lot if you listen. And as it turned out, you know, people say, well, it's a terrible thing you had to go through. No, it wasn't. It was a fabulous thing that I went through uh, because I was able to see a group that I never saw before, and I had no idea it would ever happen, but I ended up uh, becoming an adult and uh, advocating for that very group uh, uh, during the uh, civil rights uh, movement for people with uh, disabilities in the, uh, uh, in the late 70s and, and 80s that uh, resulted in the Americans with Disabilities Act. So it, uh, uh, it always seemed to me that, that the people say, oh, you've been through a lot. Well, the truth is, you might think that I have, but it was all for the good. Uh, I believe that every challenge that you have, every difficulty that you experience in life gives you a key. It gives you a key to a door that you will someday come to and you will desperately need to open. And when you get to that door, that experience that you thought was so bad, you'll find out that the treasure that it gave you was a key to open a door that you absolutely needed to open. So I am grateful for everything that happened to me. Well, and I certainly appreciate that. I mean, it's just, it's still remarkable. And and it, you're you're pretty humble about that. So let's sort of fast, I mean, we, we sort of took a, a huge gap uh, and it, it, between, you know, the childhood, you know, growing up, um, you know, to, uh, you know, where you were, you, you became such a strong advocate for the American Disabilities Act. And then uh, you began to work with the government. Uh, to develop the training materials. Um, kind of fill us in a little bit there. Okay. Well, uh, I was raised very poor, so I, I couldn't really afford to go to college, even though it was it was pennies on the dollar. To me. So, uh, but I, the only way I could have possibly afford to, to go to school was to uh, uh, go to Vietnam and come back and... Uh, you know, use the GI Bill to go to school. We, uh, you know, I, I bought a ticket to what we jokingly called the go to Vietnam. And if you don't die, you get to go to college lottery. And uh, I ended up with a winning ticket on that one. But I was disabled in uh, in in Vietnam. Uh, and uh, I was in a, an, an explosion and le- learned a lot from from, uh, from the time I was, I was there. It's when I first learned about what I call the, the term responsibility. Uh, we were up on a hill, and uh, towards the very end of the uh, uh, of my tour, I was in the 101st Airborne Division, uh, 68, uh, 69. That's the Tet Offensive time. And we're on this hill with uh, these radio operators. They were going to set up a radio station, and they brought in our five-man long-range recon patrol team for the 101st. We were supposed to be part of that. And they were going to bring in about 100 crack soldiers to, to guard the hill and a lot of building material, a lot of radios. And 
the first wave came in, brought us uh, the the team and the radio people and some water and some food, not much, and went back to go get all the heavy troops and the ammunition, and they never returned. Uh, fog came about the hill, and we were trapped. We were trapped for months. And when it finally came down to, you know, we're surrounded, not going to make it, uh, they, they called and said, you know, you only got one chance. We're going to artillery part of the hill. Uh, and when we stopped, then everyone run down that part of the hill where we we've been blowing up and uh, try and get to a point and we'll extract you. And we thought, well, that's the plan. Uh, Then they they said something that was not so encouraging. They said, we have some bad news. And and I don't know if any of you have ever been in the military, but when the military says we have bad news, they're rarely joking. And uh, it was that five of us had to stay behind and distract the enemy, slow them down, keep them from flanking the the uh, the other people that were getting away, and that's when I learned my first real lesson that 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 caused me to uh, to want to do something. Uh, I said, "Well, who's that going to be?" And my sergeant said, "Well, that's us, our five man team." And I said, "Why?" And they said, "Well, because it's our responsibility." And I, being nineteen, just looked at him and said, "Responsibility." And, and he, he looked at me and said, Pimentel, no one in the Army calls anyone by their first name. He says, you don't even know what the word responsibility means, do you? I said, I guess not. What does it mean? He said, well, it's not what you owe the country. It's not, not what you owe the unit. It's not what you owe other people. He said, responsibility. We all have abilities, all of us. And we find ourselves in situations from time to time. And we need to ask ourselves this question. Given the ability I have, given the situation I find myself in, what then is my response to my ability? That is responsibility. It's what you owe yourself. He said, do you have the ability to slow the enemy down? Do we? I said, yes. He said, okay, Pimentel, you tell me. What's your response to your ability? Best lesson I ever learned in my life. And I got to tell you, we got to go to a break now, right? But when we come back, that's where I want to talk, take off from, because that moment when I heard you say that down in Florida, the room, you could have dropped the pin in it and you would have heard it. So let's uh, take a break. We'll hear from our sponsors, Ira. Absolutely. You're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Our guest today is the amazing Dr. Richard Pimentel, I apologize, I think I mispronounced that earlier in the show. Uh, We're talking about disabilities, uh, heroism, leadership. Uh, We're going to talk about, uh, uh, again, in this tight market, uh, how, how we all should be acting a little differently. We will be right back. Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561-506-4031. Get your free advertising now. 
What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. Welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, with my co-host, Keith Compagna, and our very, very special guest today, Dr. Richard Pimentel. Uh, when we left off, uh, we were just starting to talk um, uh, about kind of leadership, uh, responsibility, attitude, uh, and Keith, you had a, a question, uh, or you were kind of leading into a little bit of a story. Yeah, thanks, Ira. So, Rich, when I first heard your story, and there might have been 300 people, 350 people in the room, when you told your story about what the real definition of responsibility was, and that is your your ability to respond to a situation, and the manner... Excuse me, the manner in which you brought that to the audience was absolutely, absolutely riveting, just like it is today. How is it that you see your responsibility or maybe how you're helping employers take on their responsibility as it relates to bringing in qualified veterans, disabled veterans to the workforce, knowing that behind every single HR department's door is the need to bring on people? How's that, how's that working out for you with regards to today's marketplace, talent marketplace? Well, when I, when I came back, I, I had a pretty significant hearing loss and a, a bit of a traumatic brain injury, and uh, uh, I, I never thought that I actually would have a disability, but I ended up with one, and I found out that a lot of my veteran friends had, 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 uh, had disabilities as, as, as well. And we got involved in the uh, in the uh, in the movement uh, with uh, uh, trying to, to get the Americans with Disabilities Act uh, uh, passed. When one of the things I learned in the in the service was that uh, the first thing they teach you, whether you're a, a, a long range recon guy like I am, or whether you're a, a cook, uh, they teach you you never leave a fallen comrade behind. Ever, and when I when I got back, uh, it occurred to me that I was seeing a lot more fallen soldiers on Main Street than I ever saw 
uh, on the trails in, in Vietnam. And I thought, well, if I wouldn't leave them behind in Vietnam, why in the world would I leave them behind in Portland, Oregon? And uh, started developing some programs to help uh, veterans, Vietnam veterans, disabled veterans to effectively find jobs. Uh, helped create a program called Windmills, uh, which became a, a standard program for for corporations on attitudes towards persons with disabilities. I had a, a very wise person uh, tell me that that the, the the issues with with employment and disability isn't so much that people are you know uh, discriminating. Uh, uh, against people with with disabilities, so not that they hate them, uh, it's they don't understand them. And and I thought uh, at first what I needed to do was to go to every employer out there and change their minds about people with disabilities. And I realized after about a, a year of trying to do that with not getting the results I wanted, that I was wrong. I didn't need to change their minds about people with disabilities. I needed to change their minds about themselves. And that's why I believe that the companies, not, not just that adhere to the Americans with Disabilities Act or the, or the new one, the, the ADAAA, uh, but the ones who, who look at focus groups, the ones who include people with disabilities as a valuable part and resources of their own company, the ones with uh, focus groups for veterans, they are the ones that really are going to effectively make a difference. So what I've been doing is training employers uh, to work more effectively with veterans, to let them know what what to expect. Uh, I mean, j- just deal with the issue of post-traumatic stress. Uh, post-traumatic stress is uh, the, the second uh, most common uh, uh, wound, if you will, that the veterans from this war are coming back with. The first is uh, traumatic brain injuries from from all of these, uh, you know, explosions. Uh, yet uh, the average employer uh, is skittish about that because they don't understand it. So training employers on really what is post-traumatic stress? What do you need to do to accommodate it? The accommodation might be no more than allowing someone to go in a room for 10 minutes and do some deep breathing. Uh, there are ways to effectively deal with this. So we've I've wrote a lot of material and turned out a lot, do a lot of training uh, for employers so they can feel not more confident in the veterans, but feel more confident in their own ability to work with them. And what we found is that that, that is a, a, a very, very important thing, but it has to have substance. Uh, years ago, I was asked to talk to a company that had made a large commitment to hire uh, many uh, uh, veterans, disabled veterans. And it was a, a big celebration. Oh, they had a band there and flags and, and, and all of that. And I was asked to talk to uh, literally a couple hundred of their HR people. And when I was up there talking, this was really like a Laura kind of thing. When I was talking, this little voice in the, uh, the little, little guy sits on my left shoulder and whispers stuff to me. Uh, I usually don't listen, but occasionally I do. And he says, look at them. <laughs> Are they really ready to hire these veterans? And I, I said, be quiet, be quiet. This is important. He says, no, really look at them. 
So I said, okay. So I looked at the group and I said, how many of you are ready to hire these disabled veterans? And every single person raised their hands. And I said, all right, who could tell me the three most common accommodations uh, that are made for veterans who come back with post-traumatic stress? Not one hand went up. Who can tell me the two most common uh, impacts that a traumatic brain injury can have on someone's ability to do a job? Not a single hand went up. And I looked at the group and I said, so are you ready to hire them? Or are you just ready for the photo op? There was talk about hearing a pin drop. I thought I would never work again, but to, to their credit, they got it. And they came back and they said, what, can we do to make an environment for these veterans so that when they do come in, they're going to be successful. And I, oh, I, I, I was overjoyed to hear that because we walked them through that whole thing. I mean, get, 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 give me a, if I can give you just a short example, uh, a lot. Hey, Rich, can, can you, sorry, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but we're up against the break again. Uh, can, when we come back, we're going to follow up on what that example was and then maybe dig a little bit deeper into uh, a couple things because I'm sure there are many employers who felt the same way that that their heart may be in it. They really do want to hire veterans and more disabled, uh, but they're they're really struggling with it. Uh, so we'll, we'll be right back. Uh, we're welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we'll be, you're listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Our guest today is a special guest, Dr. Richard Pimentel. We're talking about the disabled veterans in the workplace, uh, how to change attitudes, and we will be right back. Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561-506-4031. Get your free advertising now. What's up, everyone? This is Keith from the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, powered by Jobvite. Jobvite knows career paths are made by people, not by open job requisitions. Jobvite's platform ties recruitment marketing directly to applicant tracking and onboarding, creating continuous candidate engagement that effectively connects recruiters with qualified passive candidates. Used by over 50,000 recruiters placing over 1 million jobs, Jobvite's platform impacts every company in every industry. Check us out at jobvite.com. Listen carefully. Up to 9 out of 10 job candidates visiting your company career page leave before completing an application. You heard that right. 90% of candidates who want to apply for a job at your company don't. That's just plain crazy, especially in today's tight labor market. Candidate experience matters. Stop turning candidates away. Let Success Performance Solutions help. Call us at 800-803-4303 or register at successperformancesolutions.com slash W4CY. Schedule a no-obligation consultation and get special access to insider tips to recruit faster and hire smarter. 
show uh, you're listening to Ira Wolf my co-host Keith Campagna and our special guest today is Dr. Rich uh, Pimentel uh, hey Rich when we left off uh, you were going to you were giving us an example of what employers can do and then we're going to kind of dig down a little bit deeper into some practical tips because a lot of our listeners uh, are small <laughs> medium-sized businesses and they may be uh, one you know they may be thinking that uh, they need to have a full-blown program uh, to be able to to do this and I and I I, I know they don't so um, kind of lead us back into that example you're going to share with us oh, okay uh, well with with post-traumatic stress uh, by the way, I call it post-traumatic stress. I call it PTS. I do not call it PTSD. Uh, the, the, the people in the field who are, are starting the movement have, have decided uh, it's not a disorder. Uh, it, the only reason they call it a disorder is so psychologists can bill for their time. Uh, it's, it's stress is very natural, and what happens is natural. But a lot of the vets don't feel, when they're not okay, they don't feel it's, it's okay for them to tell anyone that they're not okay. So they hide it. And hiding it creates far more problems than, than not being okay. Whether you're a big company or a small company, one of the things we recommend, uh, and, and we, we, I wrote this in, a, in, a, in a, a paper called Common Sense Approach to Post-Traumatic Stress, which we make available to anyone who wants it, uh, to, to just let them understand, let every veteran that you have understand that it's okay not to be okay. And that they can come and talk to you about it. In fact, we've gone to companies that actually took training on how to work with vets with, 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 with uh, 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 post-traumatic stress and, and traumatic brain injuries. And, and we told the vets, it's okay not to be okay. We want to hear about it because then we can do something about it. We can help you. The supervisors were wearing little buttons that said, okay. And when the vets saw those little buttons on a supervisor, they knew that they could go up to that person and say, you know, I've got an anniversary date coming up, and uh, uh, that's when I lost eight of my men, and I don't work real well around that week, and I wonder, could we work something out? And they know it's okay. So I, th- I think that's a, 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 a very important thing. Uh, the other thing that uh, I truly believe coming into this market that we have, it may surprise you to hear that the disability community was as or more fearful about a uh, an economy uh, like we have today uh, than they were of one where there appeared to be uh, no jobs. Uh, uh, admittedly, people with disabilities weren't, weren't hired much when there was a an applicant glut. But when applicants are scarce. The big fear is that employers will overreact saying, oh, we need bodies. We will we'll hire anyone. And what the disability community wants everyone to know is that, yes, we want you to consider us. Uh, I, had, I had a vet one time. <laughs> he was a multiple amputee. And he, he, he brought in a, a card to, to, uh, to the human resource person, the interviewer. And put the card on the interviewer's desk. And the interviewer didn't know what to think. And he picked it up. It was the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. The card said, best employee you will ever hire, some assembly required. 
bottom line is that we want you to be as picky about hiring us as you would be if there was not a, a labor shortage because it doesn't make any sense to hire people just because they're there. We want to go into the right jobs. We want to do the, the job that's going to be best for you. Or, or as a veteran, I say, and an awful lot of veterans will say this to employers, don't hire me because of what I did over there. Don't hire me because of what I did for America. Hire me for what I'm going to do for your company. Because that is what we can do for you. Yeah. And, and I believe that the, the main thing that, that employers can do is just be aware that it takes a while to, uh, to kind of uh, decompress from, uh, uh, from combat in, back into civilian life. It's a process. And what we, we have always said to employers and I, I, I wish really every employer out there would consider this, that the government can bring us back, but only you can bring us home. You don't get us well so we can go to work. Put us to work so we can get well. So, so, Rich, I mean, I, I'm, I'm listening to you, um, you know, I, I just I literally I'm just listening to you um, with the message. In it, and it's a and it's a great one. Um, but you're you're in Portland. Uh, I'm in Pennsylvania. I work with clients all over the country. Uh, as I said, a lot of them are small, medium sized business owners, private owners. They may have 25, 50, 100 employees. Uh, and and the, your message resonates. Um, but. Again, you're one one person, one man uh, on the opposite coast. How how could someone that that hears what you're saying get started today? How how can they make that difference? How can they they you know it, it's not as easy as just putting an OK button on. But you know what are some of the what are two or three of the first steps that they can do uh, to help bring that veteran home? Okay. There are, there are a lot of local resources that can talk to employers and teach them uh, uh, do supervisor training uh, on, on bringing vets back. Uh, there are materials. One of the things that I've done with, with uh, 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 my company, uh, uh, Milt Wright uh, and uh, Associates, uh, it is, uh, uh, it is uh, uh, www milt m-i-l-t w-r-i-g-h-t dot com we have materials uh on our website that are available at no cost uh, uh on hiring veterans working with veterans even material we have i just got done writing uh, a piece for veterans with disabilities on how to talk to the employer about about their disability uh, i'm in the process now of putting together a a program for veterans with post-traumatic stress who have jobs uh, that require security clearance on how to effectively work with the employer so you they can get treatment for the post-traumatic stress and still maintain and keep their security clearance. Every company uh, that hires that needs that. So if, if, if you want to come on our website and, uh, and look at the materials, they are downloadable. We do not charge anything for them. Uh, it's uh, uh, it, it, it's important, and you can take a look uh, at uh, at that. 
I think the, the most important thing is to simply make yourself knowledgeable and be open uh, to, to the veterans coming in and understand that uh, a veteran is going to have uh, some different kind of experiences in coming back and some different challenges. Uh, I was uh, at a company not too long ago and I, I, I went to I uh, went to a group of supervisors. I said, okay, here's the scenario. You hire a veteran, just back, three tours. Uh, they come to work on Monday, on time. They come to work on Tuesday, 15 minutes late. Wednesday, 25 minutes late. Thursday, five minutes late. Friday, an hour late. What's going on? Every one of them said, oh, my gosh, we hired a flake. I can't believe it. We got to get rid of him. I said, okay, okay, there you go. We'll put flake over here now. Who has another theory of what's going wrong? And there was a veteran in the audience, and he raised his hand. What's really going on? And he said, "Uh, when you're over there, you never are where they think you're going to be at the time they think you're going to be there, or they will blow you up. You never go from one place to another place and use the same route twice in a row, or they will blow you up. And that's why you never leave the house at the same time. You never get to where you're going at the same time. And when you come home, that is in your DNA, and you do it without even thinking. I said, yep, that's another explanation, isn't it? And I would tell employers to don't go with your gut feeling. Look into what's really going on and help uh, yourself and help the veteran uh, to effectively come home. Uh, the, uh, it was amazing. That very simple story resonated with so many of the supervisors there. We, we also had a group where we, we went to veterans and said, how many of you are having a problem? And you're reluctant to tell the supervisor about it. Uh, it has to do with a disability. 80% raise their hands. We went to the supervisors in another session and said, how many of you have a veteran that's having a problem on the job and you think it has something to do with a disability, but you're afraid to talk to them? 80% raise your hands. Then we brought the two groups together. We didn't point who was who, but we told them what each of them had said. And guess what? They said, uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea uh, to talk to your supervisor if you have a problem and need some help. And supervisors, uh, would you feel uncomfortable or would you feel relieved to have that conversation? They all said they would feel relieved. Create an environment where the veteran feels secure and safe and, and wanted. It's, it's not just a photo op. Uh, it's a integral and important part of the whole healing process uh, of a war that uh, is uh, one like we've never seen. Uh, taking these these troops over, sending them back, taking them over again, over and over and over, makes it uh, so much more difficult to acclimate and re- uh, reconnect with the society that they're in. Well, it's... Richard, thank I, you I, so I'm much. A- 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think we could have had a better guest uh, for, uh, on the day before Thanksgiving than uh, than you, Rich. Uh, we've been listening to, uh, we've had, we've been honored to have Dr. Rich uh, Pimentel as our guest today. I've uh, been talking about veterans and uh, hi- not just hiring disabled veterans, but I love that uh, phrase you had. Uh, that message you had, not just a phrase, but a message you had about bringing the veterans home. Um, Rich, uh, we're, we're just about out of time. Uh, I, I'm sure there are people that want to get in touch with you. You've given us the address about Milt Wright, but if you can give it again, and if anyone wants to get in touch with you um, by phone or email or LinkedIn or, or however they can get in touch with you, can you, uh, can you share that with uh, our listeners? Right. It's uh, www.miltwright, uh, M-I-L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T dot com. Okay. And uh, we will also email. take uh, – oh, go ahead. Just go ahead. If you email, put my name on it, uh, I will get that. Uh, they, the company sends all those in to me. Okay. Perfect. Uh, and we will be, uh, I will put a notice up on our blog, on the website, and uh, in the podcast listing, and also on my blog. Uh, we'll have a reference to those materials that you had, to your website, to you. Um, I know you do a lot of, a fair amount of speaking, and uh, you can, people you can just go up to YouTube and, and uh, catch a few of those. That's great. Make sure um, they get the book or, or the, the, the movie. Uh, your documentary, um, Music Within. Uh, it's fascinating. I've, I've got to get through the rest of it, but uh, been watching uh, clips in preparation for this show. But again, uh, I don't think we could have had, Keith, I don't think we could have had a better guest. Thanks for uh, the intro. And uh, I, I wish you and your family a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, thank you for your uh, service today and yesterday. And, and by the way, just thank brief. You. Brief statement, it's not a documentary, it's a full-length MGM motion picture. Yeah. By the way, for Thanksgiving, if I can close, uh, if anyone wants to come to me, uh, and they will, they do, because I wear this Vietnam hat, and they say thank you for your service, let me tell all your listeners what I say to the people who shake my hand and what I would tell all your listeners if you say thank you for my service. You're worth it. You are yes, completely sir. worth. It. Yes, thank sir. you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And, uh, thanks to uh, to Rich and to uh, Milt Wright uh, for for helping us uh, have this opportunity and, and sharing the message. Uh, hey, Keith, we just got a couple minutes here to to wrap up. Um, we've got a great guest next week. Another good guest, uh, Phil Strazula. Um, been, I, I've actually not met him, but uh, we've chatted a, a bit. Uh, he has next wave hire. He has some uh, great ideas about uh, how to recruit faster, hire smarter in 2019. So we're, we'll be sticking on the recruitment theme for a bit because it's so critical. Companies are struggling. Uh, I mentioned about the 2018 job fight uh, recruiting benchmark survey that's up on the site. And then they, the new one, and we'll make sure we get that up there, the recruiting nation. Uh, my Google for Jobs video course is going really well. Uh, if you go to our website, successperformancesolutions.com, uh, there's a button right at the top, and there's a code I'll send you to uh, get a, a big discount and get started. Uh, what's uh, what, what else have you got, Keith? Well, yeah, I've got um, LifeWork integration is starting to get to the next level here. And if you, if you remember, that's the idea that employers anymore are not in power position to just keep hiring employees. So maybe a good idea might be to get your employees to be able to learn how to 
focus on what it is they want out of life so that they could be holistically a better individual. And then we could bring that individual back into the workforce, increases creativity, increases collaboration. I am a business advisor to a group called Bank7. It's thebank7.com, B-A-N-C. And I'll be doing a webinar on December 4th talking about life work integration and how it is any one individual could get involved. So pretty pumped up about that. Well, well, work-life integration certainly fits into our theme today. With uh, That's what Rich was talking about. Absolutely. Uh, Our show, for those who who didn't catch the whole show or or want to uh, share it, uh, it is available on demand on iHeartRadio. You can go to the the GGGshow.live. That's the GGGshow.live. And wishing everybody out there, uh, present and past and future, just a, a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday weekend with your friends and family, and to you as well, Ira. Yeah, want to wish everyone, all our listeners, a uh, very happy Thanksgiving. If you have questions or comments, just leave them on the website. Email me at iwolf at super-solutions.com. You can connect with Keith and me on LinkedIn. You've been listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show, where we bring you topics and thought leaders discussing a future of work where the tired, the wired, and technology converge. Until next Wednesday and every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY.com and iHeartRadio, this is your host, Ira Wolf, co-host Keith Capagna. Don't let the shift hit your plans. 